I had a really hard time flirting with women because I had this fear that I would come off as a predator or creepy. Even in a long-term relationship, sometimes flirting is harder because... Welcome back to It's Kind of Personal, the podcast where we melt shame and shed light on real sex and love. I am your host, Danny, a queer intimacy coach, and today I want to talk about flirting. Whether you are in a long-term relationship or single or somewhere in between, flirting is like when you breathe on a campfire to make it bigger and catch the other logs on fire. It's what helps keep erotic energy alive between you and the person that you want to be with. And today I'm going to break down a few things that get in the way of flirting and why it can feel so awkward. And also what you can do about it to be better at flirting and either maintain a fire connection with someone or bring it back. I have been on a long journey with my relationship with flirting as a woman because for a long time, flirting to me meant that men would hit on me, not read my body language or not listen to my no thank you and continue to push and bother me and sometimes even harass me. So in my nervous system, flirting became this thing that signaled danger and caused me to shut down. So later in my life, when I came out, I had a really hard time flirting with women because I had this fear that I would come off as a predator or creepy or invasive because in my experiences, flirting meant being creepy. I had never received flirting that felt mutual. So I had this huge fear of coming off as a creep when I was flirting with women. And from the people that I talk to, a lot of women who are into women and femme people have this fear of coming off as creepy or weird. And it causes them and caused me to hold back in forming a connection with someone. And this can lead to people feeling like you're giving them mixed signals or feeling like you're friend zoning them or just not knowing that you even like them because of holding back with that flirtatious energy. So back when I was dating, I was seeing this girl and I made her dinner. And as she was leaving, she said that she had a really nice time. And I was like, yeah, me too. Come over anytime. And I just shut the door. It was very, hey girl type energy, which is not flirtatious, right? That's saying the signal of we're besties, let's hang. She texted me later saying something like, hey, I'm just wondering if you like me because I'm not, I can't tell how you feel about me. And in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, of course I do. But my, my energy was very reserved and closed off and like, oh, I'm scared. Number one, I hadn't had a lot of practice flirting with women. But number two, I, again, I was scared of being creepy. So that fear causes you to detach, hold back in the relationship, and the other person feels that, and it leaves them feeling confused, rejected, and unsure. Sharing your desires actually causes a feeling of safety in the connection. So what I could have done, what I should have done if I was interested in, in making a connection, I could have said, hey, I'm really into you, but 
part of me is afraid of coming off creepy if I flirt with you. Because that honesty and that vulnerability makes the other person not only feel safer around you, but they understand where you're coming from. So they're not taking it personally or coming up with their own story about why the connection feels a bit detached and awkward. And I also had to accept that sometimes maybe I will come off creepy on accident, right? I might say something that the other person's like, whoa, I was not feeling that. Instead of being hyper-focused on not making a mistake, which caused me to be tense and shut off and kind of timid, I can accept the fact that, hey, I might make a mistake. I might step over a boundary that I didn't know was there and learn about the other person. I might learn something about them that I didn't know before. And that's where repair comes in. That's another relational skill that's related to flirting. Relationships, whether it's new ones or ones that you've been in for a while, they will have those ruptures, that break in connection where someone gets mad, angry, uncomfortable, you just misunderstand each other. And that's the same way in flirting, especially with someone new. If you make a mistake or you misunderstand a boundary or accidentally cross a boundary and the person tells you that or you can see in their body language that they're uncomfortable, own that. You can say, hey, I, I may have misread that. It looks like you got a bit uncomfortable. How are you doing? I, I'm trying to connect with you and maybe I misstepped. How are you feeling right now? Because that's going to make them feel so safe and comfortable with you that you actually care how they're feeling. Because what makes flirting uncomfortable is when someone is coming at you and you can feel that they have an expectation. So if you've ever been hit on by anyone, but specifically men, they often come at you with very aggressive energy. They lean into your space and you can feel that they have an expectation of this conversation going somewhere, right? Whether that's like getting a drink with them, going home with them, they have, they're bringing this heavy energy to the exchange that you didn't opt into. So suddenly they're coming at you and it's just this tidal wave of expectation and ugh feeling. I've also been out and a... A woman has hit on me like a mask look presenting woman and she has the same energy of those creepy dudes with some because they are expecting you to act a certain way or they're acting like you owe them something like they came up to you so you should just be thrilled and so this energy of expectation can be any gender can exude that energy and it's icky no matter what and so as a woman flirting with women, if I I can make a woman feel really creepy, right? I can have this expectation like, oh, I'm going to take her home and I can go up to someone and hit on them and they're going to feel uncomfortable most of the time because I'm just coming in full force to their space with this expectant energy. And that I think even, especially in long-term relationships, that's where a lot of people misstep is they flirt with their partner because they want it to lead to sex. So they come to them with this expectant energy. And the other person can feel that, right? And that's not enjoyable. It's not fun that when someone hits you with their expectation when you are over here in your own little world. 
it's jarring for a lot of people. Another reason flirting was so hard for me is because flirting requires you to be open to being affected and open to feeling pleasure. So if you're walking around super stressed out, right? You haven't taken any time to ground yourself or take a pause and you're super nervous. Maybe you're going on a date or with your partner, you have a lot of anxiety. Your system is not in that state of receptivity. You are protecting yourself because you are feeling that nervousness or that stress or that anxiety, which is, it's normal to feel that, right? It's okay to feel that, but it's important to be aware that when you are in that state of stress or anxiety, you're not open to receiving pleasure or flirtation because your system is saying, we need to be on guard. We need to look around and stay on edge. So before you go on a date with someone or connect with your partner, ask yourself, are you open to being affected right now? Or are you in your head thinking about yesterday, the next day, your to-do list, where you're going to be in 10 years? Being flirty is openness and playfulness, right? Urgency and expectation is the opposite of playfulness. Playing, think of a kid playing in a sandbox. They are playing with the sand, with the shovel, and the dumping in the bucket, dumping it out, building something, messing it up, laying down in the sand, trying to eat it. They're just really using all of their senses to take in what's happening without agenda, without rushing. And that's, that's what you want to bring to flirting. If that feels difficult for you, maybe you have to work on being able to slow down first. Maybe it's difficult to slow down. And that's okay too. That's more awareness that you've gained. Take some time before you go interact with this person to really try to ground yourself. So a lot of times anxious stress energy is very, um, very up, very high, very fast, it's in the head. So grounding is, uh, what I mean by that is bringing that fast energy down throughout your body, into your legs, into your pelvis, just noticing if you can get your body to feel a bit heavy so you feel connected to what's beneath you, a bit grounded. Because from that grounded place, your body and your system can sense a bit of safety, a bit of relaxation. You don't have to be completely stress-free. That's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's just about dialing that anxious energy down a little bit. You can even imagine it going from your head to your neck, chest, heart, belly, pelvis, legs, feet. Right? Just imagine the energy slowly moving down your body. So... For anyone who wants to practice and get better at flirting, the number one thing that you have to do is be in touch with your own body, your own nervous system. Because our bodies are very, very in tune with other bodies, where we communicate so much without words, even often subconsciously, that we're not aware is being communicated. If I am 
very focused on them, how they're perceiving me, how they're feeling, are they laughing at my jokes, do they like me? I'm not open to being affected by them because I'm so focused on them. But when I bring my attention back to myself, my body, maybe I'm feeling a little nervous, a little anxious, maybe my hands are a bit sweaty, maybe I'm noticing, wow, they look really good, maybe that's catching my attention. I'm bringing the focus back on my experience with them, around them, then I can feel when maybe they give me butterflies or maybe they're turning me on a little bit. When you allow yourself to feel it by coming back into your body, then you can more easily toss it back and you can create this playful back and forth. And again, it's not coming with expectation. If you're thinking in your mind, I wonder where this is going to lead, they can sense that, right? The two bodies can feel when there is an expectation. It's that unspoken body language. Because when I don't have an expectation of you, I'm going to be sitting back a little bit. My hands are going to be relaxed. My face is going to be relaxed. I'm going to allow myself to smile, not try to hide how I'm feeling, right? But if I am expecting something from you, my body language is probably going to be a little bit more leaning forward, right? Maybe I'm, my hands are under the table. I'm just like fidgeting with my leg, bouncing my foot a lot because I'm, I'm anxious about where it's going to go. And in that, I'm leaving the present moment and I'm missing out on the connection between us because the connection between us is happening right now. So when I'm worrying about where it's going to go or what you're going to think of me or if your parents are going to like me, I'm not here with you. And the person can feel that disconnect. And all this is happening without words. Often um, the other person isn't aware of why they feel disconnected from you, but they just feel it. And then they just either don't call you back if it's a date or your partner just thinks, Ugh, I don't know, I'm just not feeling close to them, Right. They draw their own conclusions and they might not even know why. And it's about the energy between you two. The connection is its own entity. It's a circuit that you're both feeding with your electricity between you. Another thing that makes flirting creepy is when someone is not reading your body language, right? So if they come up to you and say something and then you're like, thanks, and you kind of lean back and cross your arms and do that little half smile like, eh, not, please go away. If they don't read that and they keep going, you're going to get more and more and more uncomfortable, right? And it's like, can they not pick up clues? And it feels really frustrating. So when you're in tune with your body, you're going to be more in tune with someone else's reaction to you. So this really helped me when I was intimidated and scared to flirt with women for fear of being weird, I got more aware of myself and my body. So I can feel and I can read their body language when they're enjoying something. The skill I'm talking about is called the skill of attunement. It's, it stems from empathy. So it's being able to feel and notice how your actions, thoughts, words, presence is affecting someone else and then shift yourself accordingly. So when you have the skill of attunement, 
you can see and sense when someone's body language is not responsive to your flirtatious advances. And then you can shift. Oftentimes, it's difficult for women to speak up and say no because of how we've been socialized. So don't just keep hitting on someone until they say no. Don't just wait for a verbal no, right? If their body language is communicating that they're uncomfortable, if they turn away from you or cross their arms or lean back, if they're looking around the room, take the hint. When you're attuning to someone, it helps their nervous system feel relaxed and safer with you and yours too because they have the feeling of being seen by you and cared about because you are adjusting yourself to how their their body is responding before they even have to say it. That's going to feel really good. And I've noticed that as I've been in a long-term relationship, sometimes flirting is harder for me than if I didn't know the person because I what if I look stupid, right? What if I sound silly? What if they reject me? It's not just a person I'll never see again. It's the person that I'm going to sit next to and eat dinner and fall asleep next to. So the the stakes for the rejection can feel a lot higher because I live with this person. And I don't want them to view me differently because I come onto them and they don't like it. So I've also experienced that and seen that be a struggle for people as well. Like the closer that you are to someone, the more their opinion means to you. And so the more the rejection would hurt. And so we just stop putting ourselves out there. But I, I'm, I'm working on reframing that because initiation, again, I'm not talking sexual, but flirtatious, it's hard to say, flirtatious initiation is vulnerable. And as you may know by now from listening to this podcast and your own experiences, vulnerability creates connection and intimacy. It is non-negotiable. Flirting, especially with a long-term partner, is you opening yourself up to them. It's a mistake that I made for a while in my relationship is I, I would start flirty energy when I wanted sex. So my partner's system learned that when I would come on to her in a flirty way, I wanted sex. And if she was not turned on or in the right headspace for sex at that moment, she would feel that expectation and that would stress her out and she would shut down. And I feel her shut down and now I feel rejected and now both people are unhappy and feeling a little sensitive and weird. So what I started doing and what I encourage anyone to do is bring your flirtatious energy regardless of whether you want it to lead to sex. So if, if she's making breakfast, just kidding, I usually make breakfast. <laughs> um, if she is resting on the couch and I'm making breakfast, I might come over and bring her a coffee and give her a kiss. Or if I'm making the breakfast, she might walk by and smack my ass. Or if we're in a store and I just look at her from across the room and I just check her out like, damn, you're hot. But we're not going to have sex right there in the store. 
It's flirting without expectation. That's what helps it feel playful and fun and low stakes. When something feels high stakes, that brings stress. So keep it playful and fun. Bring flirtatious energy and playful energy into your life outside of the times when you want sex. It keeps this electricity between you. I think I've heard the Gottmans, which are two, uh, a husband and wife duo who do couples research. They're very well known in the field of relationships. I think I've heard them calling that, um, keeping that electricity between you two, keeping it warm. Because if you think of a pot of water, if you're going to make spaghetti, for example, if the water is just ice cold from the faucet and you um, light the stove to boil it, it's going to take a lot longer to get boiling. But if the pot of water has been simmering and it's already warm, it's much quicker to get to the boil. And in this analogy, the, the boiling is that desire to be physically intimate, to make love, to have sex. So flirting keeps it, keeps it warm. It keeps that, um, that simmering in the pot, so to speak. And that way, when you do want to have sex, it's not like you reach over and you touch, some, you touch your partner's leg, um, a leg that you haven't touched in several weeks or a month in an intentional way because you've been so busy. That's way more jarring and harder to get started and warm up to that place of wanting to be sexual. For me, if I would in the past come on to my partner and I can tell she's not into it and I feel rejected, but that's because I was flirting with the intent to lead to sex. But if I'm just flirting and I can tell she's not into it, that's okay because I was open to, to any and all possibilities. Make So sending a flirtatious text like, I'm thinking about what we did last night. I can't stop thinking about your body. Or it doesn't even have to be physical, body, sex focused, right? It could just be like, I love the way you make me laugh. I can't wait to come home and laugh with you. Something that is expressing that, that desire for the other person. Again, doesn't need to be overtly sexual. To communicate, hey, I want you, I'm thinking about you. And when you bring that open, playful energy to your flirting, the other person is going to sense that, like we've been talking about, and then they're going to feel more comfortable speaking up if you do something that didn't quite land with them because they feel your openness. Some tips to make the flirting feel more alive and flowing between you two. Number one, get into your body before you go out with them. So listen to some music that makes you feel sensual or relaxed or makes you dance. Um, if you take a shower, put on your lotion really slowly when you get out. Just bring your awareness back to the rest of your body, remembering that you're more than a neck and a brain. You have this the whole rest of your body that is sensitive to receiving stimulation and sensations and flirting from someone. So do what you need to do to remember that you are a whole body, not just a head. 
And when you want to flirt, get that awareness, right? Settle into your body like we talked about. And then just say what, you, what you're noticing. Let them know how you're feeling. Let them know your intention of wanting to connect. Even if you're stressed, saying it like this. I am so happy to be out with you tonight. I feel a little bit anxious still from my work day, but I really want to connect with you here and be present with you here. And um, I really like the way that shirt looks on you. Simple. Not easy, but simple. That openness, that vulnerability, creates that open channel for flirtation. Let them know what they're wearing or what they do that you think is so, so sexy, right? If it's the way they smile and look off to the side, if it's the way they get a little nervous when you compliment them, maybe they blush. Um, If it's the way they open the door for you, maybe it's the way they always drive you everywhere and makes you feel safe. Share it in a flirtatious way. It's when you are connected to your body, right? Imagine that the words are coming up your vocal cords, from your pelvis, from your belly, and coming out. That you're saying it with your whole body. Okay? This is the difference. Yeah, I really appreciate you opening the door for me. That was nice. Okay. How did that feel to listen to? I said that. I thanked you. And so now, if I want to say it to you with my whole body which brings some flirtatious energy into it. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm imagining my my words coming from my pelvis, from my belly. Then I'm looking at you, even a little different, and I say, when you open the door for me, it makes me feel so cared for and safe. And that's really hot. Those are completely different. I'm saying something similar, but my energy is different. Flirting is energetics. I can say almost anything to you with a flirty energy. So don't think that flirting means you have to be like, oh, nice ass. It doesn't have to be overtly sexual. Share something that you appreciate or like about this person. But it's about the energy that you say it with. Say it with your whole body. It's going to feel different for the person receiving it. If you value open, honest conversations about sex, love, relationships, intimacy, share this podcast with someone who you think could use some flirting tips. 